Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey there, freedom seekers. Ever wonder about the hero that lives inside of you, ready to conquer the business world? Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know that we love exploring hero myths and using them to better understand our own heroic journeys. I wanted to make these stories even more actionable for you, so we built a way for you to uncover your business superpowers, avoid potential pitfalls, and see your entrepreneurial journey in a whole new light. Ready to discover your business owner hero type? Check out the show notes or head over to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash quiz to take our free quiz and learn which heroic energy you embody in your business. It only takes a few minutes and it's free. Your heroic journey awaits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Paige Easter, and I'm here with my wonderful, amazing husband, Ben Easter. And today we're going to have a conversation about falling in love with your business or falling out of love with your business. And what does it take to have a really great relationship with your business all around so that it can be sustainable, so that it can check all your boxes and afford you a life of freedom that you're really seeking? Does anybody else get the theme song to this podcast stuck in their head? Because <clears throat> I find it very catchy. It's it's in my head right now. We didn't even just listen to it, but I was thinking about what it sounds like. Um, I listen to the podcast on 2x speed, and so it's like really fast. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. That was my impression. <laughs> That's great. That's perfect. Yeah. So talking about loving your business, I I think this is a really uh, important thing because I I think a lot of times, especially when people come to me, a lot of times, one of the common complaints is like, I started this business because I wanted to have more freedom in my life. And here I am a few years in and, you know, money's working, the business is working, but I I feel less free than I did ever when I was working for somebody else or when I was in corporate or whatever. And so how do we like, how do we figure that out? I think is a really useful uh, meditation for business owners to do and kind of, um, you know, investigation to undertake? Yeah. So as I was prepping for this conversation, I was thinking about how some people might not know that they're kind of out of love with their business. I think that sometimes people feel like a strong kind of dedication to the business and that it work and that it's their life's work. And they might not even notice that it's their relationship with their business isn't kind of working for them. So what do you think? I mean, first off, do you agree with that? Um, Yeah, I think it's more complicated than that too. Mm. In addition to just in the way that a relationship, you might have a relationship where you, you're not, you know, as in love as you were at one point. Um, And that, you know, relationships take management and maintenance. So to do relationships with their business and with, with yourself and, and all that. But I also think that there's this other aspect where, um, fear can get in the way because it's like, well, 
I have to make this thing work or, you know, this is my livelihood. And so I got to, I got to do this. And, you know, I don't have a choice at this point. It's like, you know, there, there are other ways that other language that we can use to get stuck is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Than just kind of mm -hmm. going along with emotions and not even really realizing it. I think there's, there's like a lot of reasons why people kind of get stuck in this, this kind of unresourceful relationship with their businesses. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like? Give me some examples of why people might be having this kind of a challenge. Overwhelm, you know, like where you're like super busy you know, I woke up to a text today with it from a client who's just like, Oh, holy shit. Like, you know, I'm like, everything is like, it feels like it's, it's collapsing. And there's like this urge to like burn it all down, you know, and, and we might not want to burn it all down, like consciously, you know, but we might ha start having those feelings like, Oh shit. I just like, Oh, I'm, you know, anything where we start getting these like away from uh, ideas or intentions. And I think that happens where, um, or we'll have like relationships with our, maybe our customers or our clients where we're not having a very resourceful relationship where you, um, I think where we start to maybe lose respect for them or, um, you know, feel like where the relationship with our customers or our clients starts to get, you know, a little wobbly or wonky. I think that can be a clue that this is happening mm -hmm. because we're like, especially if there's any kind of resentment that we're experiencing, um, but yeah, so those, those negative emotion things, I think are the ones to like mm -hmm. mind for, like, do you, are you feeling resentment? Are you feeling, you know, exhausted is a word that we'll use or burned out or overwhelmed, um, or just a lot of pressure <clears throat> and pressure. I mean, pressure can work in, in resourceful ways and unresourceful ways, but really the question is where are you feeling out of alignment, I think, or unresourced mm -hmm. or, you know, disconnected. I think that a lot of people in our cultural narrative or societal narrative is there's a lot of buy-in into this idea that business is just hard and you have to grind. And so how do you think that that belief could be playing a role in the relationship that somebody has with their business? Um, yeah, well, I, I also, there's another side to it too. So business is hard and it's just like, you have to kind of hustle and grind and struggle. And then there's the other side of, of people who are saying like, Oh, you know, once you find your purpose, you'll never work a day in your life. Like, you know, everything will feel like sunshine and roses. And, and I think that, you know, really both of those two are pretty extreme views of the way that the world works. And, you know, I think that there are, there are, I think that the nature of being a human being is that we have, we're on a roller coaster of emotions. I think that we have, we'll have ups and downs, no matter how well you manage your mind or whatever, you know, I've been doing this practice for years and years and years. And I still have, you see me have my ups and downs and my like excitements and manic periods and my sort of more depressed and lower periods. And I think some of that is very normal and natural for people. Just like the sun comes up and the sun goes down, just like, you know, summer comes and winter comes. I think we're in this three-dimensional world and in the three-dimensional world cycles are the name of the game kind of. Um, so, mm -hmm. Uh, so that's, that's just to kind of draw that distinction because I yeah. think there's those two sides, the, on the, uh, the, everything's a grind and you have to struggle, 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 like sort of Gary V kind of, um, you know, wake up and hustle and, you know, all that stuff, all that, that mindset piece. I think, um, I think that that relationship to work can get really tiring. You know what I mean? If, uh, I mean, imagine you had a friend who talked to you that way. Uh, you know, oh, you're never doing enough. Like you always, you got to try harder. Like, you know, if everything that's, you know, going wrong is your, you know, your fault. And 
um, you know, you, got, you just got to work harder. You got to try harder. You got to, you know, and I think that that <laughs> I suspect that you probably wouldn't want to spend that much time with that friend if you were hanging out with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we're doing that kind of thing for ourselves, or if we have that kind of relationship with our business, I think that it can get in the way of having a relationship that it feels resourceful and that feels alive and aligned and that sort of thing. And on the other side, if you're, if you're expecting everything to be sunshine and daisies all the time, you know, like I, my, the analogy that I like to use is like pushing a swing in the beginning of, of building a business. I think it really is like you're pushing a swing. You know, when you're first pushing a swing, you push it a lot. You push it on every, uh, you know, every period, every time the swing swings, you give it a little push, right? But ultimately at some point it gets the, the point, first of all, where those pushes get farther and farther in between because the period of the swing, once the swing starts swinging, you're literally pushing it less often in terms of time because you're, because the swing is, it's got a longer period. It's swinging in a longer mm -hmm. cycle. But then also yeah. once it really starts swinging, it, it requires less energy to keep it swinging. But in that beginning phase, like in the beginning of anything, any skill that you're developing, any new relationship, uh, any new business, all these things, like there's that initial period where we're really like, there is more work to be done. And the faster you do it, the faster it get, kind of gets swinging. Um, and so expecting it to all be like effortless and easy and flowy, I think can set up missed expectations. And like, I'm not gonna say that it's not possible, because I think it's possible for us to kind of build a business in alignment with what kind of does feel easier for us, but it is still going to take certain actions, certain efforts in the world. Mm -hmm. And depending on what your relationship with those efforts are, it's, it can feel like nothing and easy and light, or it can feel like kind of challenging and like, all right, let's do this damn thing. Um, and I think both are okay, but I think it's, mm -hmm. it's about your relationship to the activities, not so much the activities themselves, because there are going to be more activities when you're starting something than when it's mm -hmm. kind of going and flowing. Mm -hmm. I love what you're saying about cycles of sometimes it is like you are pushing the swing and it's got it. You have to tend to it a lot to get it going. And then at some point that swing is really going and you just have to check back in and not once a while, once in a while. Um, but then like that starts to kind of get boring. And so we kind of engage in like a new swing, like now what can I, and so we're always kind of flowing into this, like start, work it, bear the fruits of its labor cycle. Um, and so how do you think mindset plays a role in, you know, that we are like, it's always, it's so dynamic and it's always changing and it would be difficult to kind of only feel the joy when it's going well and the swing is really swinging really efficiently. So like, how, how do you think about, I guess, just like inviting people into manage their mindset so that no matter where they are in their business cycle or with whatever they're developing, like how can we relate with our business in, a, you know, in a way that feels really good and makes it feel sustainable? Yeah. And, and I think those might be two different questions too, in a way that feels really good and feels sustainable because, yeah. you know, I think again, feels really good. It, it's fine to the pursuit of it feeling really good, I think is really great and useful and resourceful. And if it's not feeling that way and we're using that as evidence to like beat ourselves up, I think that can be mm -hmm. unresourceful and that can get in the way of long-term business success. Cause we like start saying like, Oh, yeah. well I must be doing it wrong because other people are figuring out how to like have it be sunshine and daisies all the time. And, and they're not, I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't think that that's, that 
maybe, you know, let me know if you know somebody who's always sunshine and daisies, but it better be you because if you're telling me about somebody on social media, remember, we're only getting the highlight reels from people on social media. You don't know what's actually going on inside that person's mind or inside that person's business. So uh, keep that in mind. Be careful about the comparison uh, that, that we tend to do with other people. But the having it be a resourceful uh, relationship long term. So I, I really like um, in the book Flow by Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, really popular book. But basically, I think my 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 core nugget takeaway from that book was this: um, he he maps these two um, dimensions of uh, of experience on one continuum. He maps challenge, and on the other continuum, he maps skill, and. What flow state is all about, and you've probably heard about flow if you haven't, it's just that the the state where you're like fully engaged and immersed in something where time seems to sort of slip away. You're like really, you know, like wholeheartedly engaged and focused. And it's a really delightful pursuit. You know, we we often experience flow state in our day to day. And I, it's like, it's a very delightful experience. And if we can have that in our business, I think it's really useful because it keeps us kind of, it'll keep us going. It'll keep us motivated. Again, time sort of slips away when we're doing that. And, um, and so he says that the, the sort of the optimal peak um, flow experience comes from the sort of a maximizing of both challenge with skill. Because if challenge gets too high, like if challenge is much higher than our skill, then we'll experience anxiety, worry, stress, struggle. And if our skill gets too high for our challenge, then we'll experience boredom ennui, like mm -hmm. kind of sort of that meh feeling of business. And so I think that's like what you're talking about is like sometimes once the swing gets going and the business is, is flowing, it can start to feel it's like less interesting because there's less to do. There's less, it's not as challenging. Right. And so I, I think one way to consider that if that's something that's happening for you is like, well, one, again, I'm, you know, me, I'm going to always go back to values and check back in on values and core values and understanding what's important to you in life. And why are you here? And I think that is not something to be like listed off on a piece of paper and, you know, hung on your wall and then forgotten about. It's something to be re-engaged with over and over again. And if you're ever feeling bored or unfulfilled in whatever way, that is a really great time to go back to your values and understand like what's missing from my life right now. What am I missing? That's meaningful to me. Um, and, and then sp spending the time to align that. So that's one thing. And then if once we've done that and we are, we're like, okay, I do still think this is in alignment for, for me. I, th I do still think this is important. I'm, I think I'm meeting my values with this thing, which by the way, if you're meeting your values with it, ask yourself, are you really feeling bored? Uh, Cause I think sort of meaning feels very fill it fulfilling. Um, and that's what being in line with your values are, but let's say our business is, and now we have this, uh, this investigation of challenge. So how do we increase the challenge in our business? If we're feeling bored such that, you know, our, we, we raise the challenge higher than our skill level so that we can start to like, try, like have that feeling of like, all right, well, Oh, cool. How do I figure this out? Like, what's this puzzle? You know, it's like, um, you know, think about like a game, like, I don't know, I, like, I want to say like solitaire, like there's only so much that you can do in solitaire before that game kind of gets a little boring, right? And so there are other kinds of card games. And then there's only like so many kinds of card games that you can play. And while there's a ton of them, 
right? You, you might reach a point where you're like, ah, I'm not really that interested in card games anymore. And so then there's like all these other kinds of games. And I'm, of course, using games because you know how much I love games. There's all kinds of different ways of, of like playing with the sort of the fundamental principles of games where you have a goal and then you have an obstacle to reaching that goal. Mm -hmm. And so I think that business can be thought of in this way too. So how do we, how do we set our business up in a way that it's challenging to us and that we're excited to try to figure out that challenge? Mm -hmm. Is that, is that land? How's that land or resonate? Yeah. It's, I think this is such a great way to think about this. Like if I'm having the experience of maybe dissatisfaction in my business or something, a great place to check would be, am I under challenged? And am I starting to get bored? Is it time for me to engage in a new like cycle of learning and development and like growing something new? Or is it possible that it's just the challenge level is too high and mm -hmm. maybe it would benefit me to scale back on the level of challenge a little bit and like, um, I guess, decrease the disparity between the level of the game that I'm capable of playing at and like what level I'm like trying to engage at. Yeah. And what I really love about this model for, cause, cause again, both of those can wind us up in it. Either of those situations is a situation where we might not be in love with our business, where we're either bored or we're anxious, right? Or we're mm -hmm. overwhelmed or we're like, you know, feel those mm -hmm. feelings of like burnout, like stress. And I can't, mm -hmm. you know, I can never catch up that kind of feeling. And, uh, and so if that's happening, if you're feeling that like anxious anxiety feeling, then, and, and what I like about this model is that you have, you have kind of like a prescription for action, because if you're feeling bored, increase the challenge level. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling uncomfortable, overwhelmed, you know, resist, like, um, like you can't catch up then rather than thinking of like trying to do more, which I think is how a lot of people go about solving this. Like, how do mm -hmm. I fit more time into my days or, you know, how do I fit more activity into my, my time? Ask yourself the question, what skills want to be leveled up here for me? And then rather than trying to do more in your days, set about trying to increase your skill levels. I mean, it, it'll practically wind up, you'll still be using the time in your days, but what the end goal winds up being is not achieving something necessarily in your business, but rather cultivating skills to be able to. And this, I always like to draw this distinction. Like we're, I, I have, my personal belief is that we're never actually after whatever the goal is that we're trying to achieve. I think we're always after trying to become the kind of person who can achieve those goals. In fact, even more than that, trying to see ourselves as believe ourselves to be the kind of person who can mm -hmm. achieve those goals. And, uh, and so I think that just like changes the metric because we can fail at trying to accomplish something in the world, but we can't fail at becoming the kind of person who accomplishes something. Cause the only way you'd fail at that is to die. And then you wouldn't mm. know that you failed because you died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. I'm thinking about this framework, if it's okay, I want to introduce um, this three parts of the mind framework that is used in the Colby framework. So Colby is an assessment that we can use to help people understand what are the kinds of work that when they do them, they get the highest sense of contribution. And what I love about this kind of three parts of the mind framework is um, it, I think it adds a little more dimension to what we're talking about already. And so there's this domain of thinking, which is cognition. And I think this is kind of what you're talking about with like the skills of what am I intellectually, cognitively capable of achieving? And 
in this framework, sometimes we do things in a certain way because we know how to do them, but not because it gives us a sense of joy, completion, contribution. There's this other um, that's like a feeling domain that talks about how we like what, what we really value. And so sometimes we'll get or like what our preferences are, or what our values are, etc. And sometimes we'll engage in activity because we really just care about the outcome. We care so much that this business, this product, this service gets out there in the world, but what it takes for it to get out there in the world sometimes is the kind of activities that don't give us a sense of kind of purpose and joy and completion. Um, and then there's the doing part, which is the, and this is what Colby assesses, or what are the kinds of things that you do when you jump into action to create something new or to solve a problem? And so I think there's... Uh, just a word of caution around there are skills that maybe want to get developed for the sake of your business moving forward, but those might not be in alignment for you to be the one to do those. Mm, yeah. And I, and I think that what I'm another frame to put on this thing that you're talking about is like, this is zone of genius activity and, and Gay Hendricks talks mm -hmm. about like zone of genius and he talks about your zone of excellence and zone of excellence would be like the things that you're good at, but that, you're, that don't really fill you up, don't light you up, that they don't put you in that flow mm -hmm. state. Right. And mm -hmm. then, um, and, and then you're, then there's like this, and these are also the three, uh, spheres of the Ikigai too, as well, right? Like what you're mm -hmm. good at, what you love doing, and then what the world, what the world will pay you for or what the world values, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, cause we're talking about the same thing. Like the, there's like the mission yeah. piece where it's like, oh yeah, like mm -hmm. I, I really like feel aligned with this mission, but I don't have the skills or the or the desire to actually do the things that are all on that mission. Mm -hmm. um, but really, I think our sweet spot is when we can find that, that central zone, that zone of genius area, or call it, Dan Sullivan calls it unique ability or Ikigai is the Japanese art of it. And then there's the <clears throat> um, zone of genius stuff. So if you want to, by the way, those books are amazing uh, or those uh, studies are amazing. Highly recommend. Um, but that, and, I, and I think this is like part of, so when we want to have a relationship with a business that we really love and we want to stay in love with our business, I mean, first of all, remember, if you want to stay in love with anyone, there's relationship work to be done. Okay. You don't just stay in love with things. There's conversations to be had. There's re-engagement. There's trying things. There's like date nights. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what that all means is, uh, is like making, prioritizing a relationship with something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you can get away. I don't, I don't think that will make a really strong, we'll have that really meaningful relationship just on autopilot. I don't think that that it works that way. I think that what, like the things in our awareness tend to grow when we put our attention onto them. And so mm -hmm. in any relationship that you want to see grow in your, in your reality, put some attention and awareness on it get, be deliberate about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So is there anything else that we haven't talked about yet around this topic? Um, well, you know, I think like just to double click on this zone of genius or whatever activity stuff, um, there are, there are many, many, many different ways to accomplish a goal. And I think it's really useful to remember that sometimes because we can get really caught up with, we can get really stuck in an, in a, how we've been creating things. And if that how has been cobbled together by sort of shoestring and bubblegum, and we are um, not really living in our zone of genius or in our in our real passion, then over time for, to keep doing that can really start to. That's when I see people and they're like, oh, I'm kind of thinking of just like burning this thing down and going and do, doing something different. 
And, and so I think it's worth investigating. Like, are we actually like playing in the way that we want to play, um, around those things? Um, so, you know, like get, get curious about that, especially with this feeling of overwhelm. Now I'm going to, I'm going to keep plugging this, the three physical thing, because I think it's really useful to remember to give yourself the nutrition that is important for your body to function at its best, to give yourself the sleep that is important for your body to function at its best. And then to give yourself the movement, the ability to like get resources around your body and be capable. Um, and those are all really important, but once those are handled and once we've checked in on those, if we're still feeling overwhelmed, overburdened, things like that, then I do get curious, ask yourself this question. Is there an easier way for me to do this stuff? Is there a way that feels easier for me to ac accomplish these goals? And I think that's just a useful question to come back to and check in on because we can start to, and you can map your business value and you can do all these other things to like get to that. But at, but at the end of the day, like, is there a way that I think I could do the same thing in an easier way for me? And that, I think that question can lead to the growth of skills. It can lead to the development of new processes for your business or um, even new avenues, channels for marketing or for product creation or whatever the thing is. Like, could we accomplish the same thing that we're doing right now in an easier way? And then just see where your brain goes when you do that. Like what, what happens when you ask that question? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a great conversation. I think anybody listening who is maybe feeling not their best in their business or even are currently feeling really great, but goes through those phases, this is a great episode to come back and resource and have some really good questions to ask yourself so that you can have the freedom that you and I are working to get out there in the world. Yeah, totally. Actually, and as we're wrapping, I'm reminded of one other way of looking at this too, which is your essential value proposition. So yeah. you know, like how do you deliver value essentially? Because another, another thing that happens where we fall out of love with our business again is this overwhelm thing. And I think it's really useful to ask, are you doing things that are non-essential to your value proposition to the, to the thing that people want when they come to your product or your service? Are, are we, are we doing stuff that's not essential to our like sort of unique selling proposition? Cause a lot of times we'll be bonusing things and we'll be like creating a lot of additional value. Perhaps we're calling it additional value that is non-essential and that winds up taking a lot of time, a lot of energy. Mm. And, uh, and I think that it's useful to, to ask yourself that and return to that because a lot of times we, um, that can change our really, you know, like it's like, if you have a friend who it always asks for a little bit more, always asks for a little bit more and just takes a little bit more energy every time you hang out with them, then again, what happens to our relationship with that friend? Do we, do we really feel alive and aligned when we're around them? Do we really want to hang out with them? And, uh, or do we kind of like sometimes miss their calls and all that stuff? And so if, if that's the relationship we're, that we're having with our business, where it's like, it's never enough, or, you know, there's always more to do. Well, no wonder then if we're not having a super resourced relationship with our business and, and it's not feeling really great. Cause we have, you know, we have like this, you know, this, it's never enough kind of a feeling. And so I think mm -hmm. defining your enough and some of that question is what is our essential value and how would I know that I got there is a really useful mm -hmm. question to ask. So spend some yeah. time investigating that. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I, I wish, I truly wish you the best. If this is happening to you, if you are having this experience where you're falling out of love with your business, 
first of all, know that you're not alone. This happens to a lot of people. You, you haven't done anything wrong. Nothing's broken. And there is a solution. You can find a way out. And that solution will be, it will be highly personal. All of these questions and these suggestions on this podcast today are just to help you kind of point in the right direction. Um, talking to a coach is a really useful thing to do. Um, but also just doing some investigation and, and asking yourself some questions. Sometimes coming back, you know, coming back to, to brass tacks, you know, remember what is like the essential, what's my purpose here? What's the, what's the goal of this thing? And am I achieving it? And am I achieving it as efficiently as I can? So, um, you know, it's okay to return to this question. It's okay to have this stuff come up for you and it's okay to like fall out of love with your business because that's the nature of relationship is that we sometimes fall in and out of love and, and they do take, you know, relationships take, take effort to, in order to, to thrive in the world. So with all yeah. that said, thanks for listening. Thanks for the conversation, Paigey, and uh, live your freedom, love your life. Hey there, shifters. If you enjoy the podcast and you've been wanting to take your game to the next level, you might want to hear about our new program. We're calling it The Mindset Gym, and it's a virtual community where we take all the tips, tricks, and strategies, and we put them into practice. Ever notice how when you go to an exercise class, you always seem to push a little harder than when you work out on your own? Well, the Mindset Gym is like a group exercise class for your business. Imagine a community of badass business owners coming together a couple of times a month to work on their mindsets, strategies, and find some business besties. It's all about practicing together. Sound like something you might want to be a part of? Check out the link in the show notes or go to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash the dash mindset dash gym to learn more. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life. <laughs>